0: Hello and welcome to the One Hit Wonder Why podcast, the podcast where we review One Hit Wonder albums and we wonder why. My name is Eric Costenjager. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it's a great episode lined up here. Sorry about the long wait of the last one. I I don't have a good excuse. I, I don't have a good excuse. But right now, I got my dog Vinny with me here in the recording studio, aka basement. And uh, he's with me, he's sleeping under the table, he's chilling out. He was at doggy daycare today, so he is just absolutely wiped. So he is in complete sleep mode, uh, regaining his strength. Um, so he's, he's going to be uh, silent, but I am not, because this is a podcast. That would be a very uh, silly thing for me to be silent on a podcast um so anyway i am completely off the rails already and i'm not gonna edit any of this out so i'm gonna get right down to it folks uh the third episode we made it we did it i uh very much looking forward to this um you know 1977 we're going all the way back here to the band ram jam that's another rhyme there and uh they're doing the the little song little ditty Black Betty, Uh, definitely a very uh, crowd-pleasing song, and uh, I'm looking forward to just digging deep into the origins, and then looking at the uh, other songs here. So, if you are not aware of how this show goes, uh, what I do is I kind of go in depth into the artist or band, and uh, kind of look at the the background, and then look at the uh, the song itself that they had, the one hit, and then I dig deep and I look for the other songs on the album of the this one hit wonder, and uh, I kind of see if there's any gold to be had. And if there is, I'll let you know, and if there isn't, I'll let you know as well. And uh, I'll rate it on my uh, bop meter that I have. Uh, it's, it's a very official scale of uh, rate reviewing, I believe. Uh, it's bops. So one to five bops here, folks. That's... That's the name of the game, The Bops. Every, every track wants to have this high bops. Five the highest, one the lowest here. So that's that's just a precursor to what uh, you can expect here. So let's, let us get right down to it. Let us get right down to Ram Jam. So the main gentleman we are f- going to focus on is uh, a guy by the name of Bill Bartlett. Bill Bartlett was the vocalist and guitarist of Ram Jam. But to go f- back further, to kind of get in things in context here. He was part of a 1960s bubblegum rock band by the name of The Lemon Pipers. The Lemon Pipers were also a one-hit uh with that had a I had never heard of this before a song called Green Tambourine. Tambourine. Watch the You can get the the gist of it it's it's kind of like a lot of you know late 60s psychedelic rock of that era like uh, the birds turn turn turn. Turn, turn, turn. There is a turn 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 the lemon pipers broke up shortly thereafter in the late 60s and then bill bartlett went on to form another band called starstruck out of ohio and in 1973, they recorded the song that we all know now is "Black Betty." And uh, 1973, and it's if you listen to if you just go on YouTube and you know play the "Starstruck" version, it's pretty. It's it's the same. It's really not the only thing different. It's there's a little uh, fast part to it. <laughs> But other than that, the song is pretty much the same. Even more so, um, I found out that Starstruck's version is a, is essentially the same version we hear on the Ram Jam record. So uh, none of the members of the Ram Jam band, which try saying that five times fast, uh, even play on that uh, particular r- r- song. So it's all Bill's previous band, Starstruck. So. The the Starstruck. I don't know how many times I can say Starstruck, but I'm I'm gonna see how much of a record I can do. Uh, they put out Black Betty in 1973 and became a regional hit. And it wasn't until you know a few years later that it actually blew up when uh, two successful music New York producers by the names of Jerry Kazanitz and Jeffrey Katz uh, approached Bartlett, who they did have a working relationship with him before because they did work with him in the when he was in his time in the lemon pipers so there was a a pretty previous relationship um they went up to him and they said hey buddy we like that uh, black betty version but we want uh we want we want a different different band with you and uh bill was like yes okay that's that's not exactly uh probably how it happened but in my mind i i like to think that the producers just told bartlett hey drop your band get famous get money and bill was like yes so that's 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 an easy way for me to unpack whether it's uh, true or not i don't know i'm gonna let anyone else to, to decide here but uh so it, it took a few years to get discovered to have like a, this kind of like you know national uh radio hit that you know black betty was so uh the the band ram jam which say that five times fast you will your head will spin was formed in 1977 from new york and it was basically just uh you know a label focused of band recruitment um uh, bassist arthur Blavilt and drummer p charles and the other lead vocalist mike scavone were all kind of collectively put together um it's not like these guys uh you know traveled the roads up and down for touring um it was just a, a very focused uh like picked uh band members from bartlett so um I just thought it was interesting to like kind of see that. Oh, the Black Betty version that we hear on Ram Jam is just completely all done by different members of the band. So, uh, and also, there we got to go into the history here, we got to go deep here. We're talking Atlantis deep. Uh, this, this song was first recorded in the field by U.S. musicologists John and Alan Lomax in 1933, and it was performed a cappella. By a convict by the name of James Baker, also known as Ironhead, in a group at a Central State Farm in Sugarland, Texas so the lomaxes john and allen were recording for the library of congress and um, so that that's why we could still listen to it to this day and you know, it's preserved it wasn't until 1939 it was recorded commercially for the first time in new york by a blues label by the name of music a uh, blues artist hudie ledbetter or better known as Leadbelly, from louisiana actually uh, recorded this and um it was, it's, it's only 59 seconds and it's it, again it's pretty much the same um it's, it's no guitars just him and uh, kind of acapella and then you you know smash cut fast forward all the way to 1964 where folk singer guitarist odetta released the song, Looky Yonder, which had the Black Betty medley incorporated with it. Odetta, definitely a uh, artist who I discovered uh, doing research for this uh, episode. Boy, she's great. Her voice is excellent. Go uh, look at her back catalog. It's amazing. Anywho, uh, then a few years later, uh, in 1968, uh, 60s UK rock band Manfred Mann changed the lyrics to the title of Big Betty. that one i uh i don't know if i'd be my first version to listen to of this song uh it's definitely a product of the time this uh, manford man version it, it's the quality of the recording is is definitely lower and i don't know if i'd prefer it uh over the odetta or ram jam slash starstruck versions i like the jam band freak out uh, part of the end of the song with little organ splashes alongside a uh, a driving bongo beat, but this one uh, not not so good here. But uh, again, that it's just one of the many we uh, we covered here. But let's let's get right down to uh, the main version we're gonna talk to, and uh, let's listen to a little bit of the Ram Jam one on the album here. Oh, Isn't that uh, some flippin' chutzpah? All right, Oh, that's that song. Again, uh, it's it's just got an infectious intro drum beat. You you put that on, and immediately the the kick drum, uh, and the snare, you know exactly what it is. It's so memorable. Um, everything sounds super tight. Um, granted, you know this this version um, is pretty similar or very similar to the starstruck version, uh, Bartlett. When to kind of like re edit it a little bit, but it still stands the test of time. Um, and for, you know, when I first got into music, I, I definitely thought this was a Leonard Skinner, uh, you know, joint. It, I think a lot of people did. It just, it was so like evocative of Leonard Skinner. I'm like, oh, well, that, that's Leonard Skinner. But I was like, no, it's just, you know, a dude, uh, Bill Bartlett from New York uh, and some other guys uh, crafting this very well uh you know blues southern rock jam uh it's it's so good like the the, the solos the the heart you know harmonic guitars uh the the drum like it gets like super fast at the end and then it slows down it's Ah, the whole band is super tight uh, on this uh, song here, and there's a reason why it st- stands the test of time. If you don't go to, you know, if there's a dive bar that you go to and this song isn't played when you step in, I that's not the dive bar you want to go to uh, because it's just I when you when you hear it, it's you can just kind of see you know the the dark dingy bar. And when you open up the the ray of light shining through and then this song kicking in as you, you know, you wonder if like this bar went through a, some health code violations. I don't know. That's just what's what I got in my mind here when I'm listening to this song. But it's it's a tangent. But it, for me, but like that was this song is just. Is awesome. I cannot get enough of it, and uh, yeah, I, I won't uh, I won't get sick of it. It's uh it's definitely it stands the test of time. So, uh, Black Betty by Ram Jam. You get five bops. All right, no surprising me gushing over it, but five bops. All right, so that is the uh, number one hit. So that's the first track on the record here. So we are on to the second one. It is called Let It All Out. Let it go and you'll know feel so good when you it all out. Get out the chair, shake it in the air, let it all out. Yes, get your chair and shake it everywhere. Uh, so I the positives here, I dig the flanger guitar effect added here just to separate it from the rest of the album. Uh, my head was bopping a little bit. Uh, the vocals were mixed a little quieter and they lacked a punch Uh, but i couldn't help but think that this sounds a lot like the james gang uh 1973 hit the funk 49 my man joe walsh there uh doing a bang-up job Uh, very a a much better version there but uh, this song let it all out it has that same tempo same feel uh granted there's probably like a million other 70s rock songs that sound like this but uh, to me that these two sound very similar uh so i this let it all out has a hard time really you know separating itself there i do like the good freak out ending it seems like that uh, from this album there's a lot of like uh, jam ending uh, how Ram Jam uh, and I guess, you know what, if your name Ram Jam, I'm just thinking now, like you're going to jam out at the end of the song. So maybe maybe that's uh, truth in advertising there. But uh, I like the good freak out ending uh, solo a bit. But uh, uh, as far as bops, uh, let it all out, you get two bops. Uh, just a little below average there, my good sir. All right, on to the next one, and that is keep your hands on the wheel the positives here first uh, the the ragtime piano intro i i do dig i'm a sucker for old-timey piano medleys uh, which is a weird thing to uh, get excited about but i do Uh, i'm weird like that uh the I, I like the solo again the the guitar work excellent um it's not a bad groove it's this the song's very cheesy uh the other vocalist uh mike he the the screeching the pre-chorus screeching like, keep your hands on the wheel uh that i i could do without i could definitely do without uh and it seems it's odd and out of place and also, this—I mean—going back to the previous track of another song, sounded like you know, another song. Uh, this this song sounds a lot like Bachman Turner Overdrive's "Taking Care of Business," which also came out in 1973. I so I don't know what the year of 1973, but Ram Jam's sure had a lot of influences, because as you can tell that sounds a lot like uh, this song here so again I know it you know it's it's probably coincidence uh, but it was just something again that came into my weird lizard brain here so uh, the, keep your hands on the wheel it's just not not nothing gripping about it, um, it it's, it's, a, it's pretty forgettable so as far as a bop meter here I will give it two Bops two bops keep your hands on the wheel All right on to the next one and that is right on the money. Cowbell. You're not a '70s classic rock band if you don't possess a cowbell in your music toolbox. Not uh, super deep lyrics, with right on the money here. I ain't rich. I, I got a fancy car, but I've got your loving and my guitar. Uh, this this isn't Aristotle, folks. Uh, so the band knows what they're going for, but man, Bartlett just super shreds it up and down towards the end. Um, and I I do like the the riff like. Uh, Yeah, I I kind of dug this one. Uh, Is It's gonna be super memorable. No, but it's uh definitely it was a nice change of pace from the previous tracks. Um, wasn't super derivative. Although I mean, a lot of seventies classic rock uh, sometimes can be, but I I you know I dug it. It's a simple riff. I I'm a sucker for it. So uh, right on the money. You get. Three bops, three bops. All right, on to the next one. That is All for the Love of Rock and Roll. It's all for the love. All right, the positive uh for all for the love of rock and roll is it's about rock and roll cuz yeah. Um you know at the 70 this was, you know, the height of, you know, having rock songs sing about rock. Um but I think this was past its peak because Kiss already put out Rock and Roll All Night a couple years before this. So, you know, when I when I heard this, it this this version just sounds like a wish.com version of Kiss's uh, Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, it's just there's no really super strong hook hook to it. Uh, but I get I got to say the the you know, the drummer Pete Charles and bassist Arthur Bluvault, I probably butchering that, but they are killing it. I will say they're consistently good on this record. Uh, you know, every, everyone's pretty pretty tight, but I the, the drummer and bassist just kill it like that that groove that they keep together I have to give it up for them so despite this song not being super great or good at all i I really uh, appreciate their efforts here um but the, the this 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 song is definitely meandering and you kind of like after a minute you're like oh this is this is it there's not a lot of a lot of oomph to the, to the variety of it. Uh, again, I like a good good shreddy solo, but there was the vocals just not super strong, not a strong hook. Uh, all for the Love and Rock and Roll for a rating, uh, you get one bop, just one bop here. All right, on to the next one, and that is 404. I really dig this. Uh, I like the, uh, the good, it's a good buildup uh, at the intro here. The little guitar delay slide lick that you just heard, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. That's a cool effect. Um, it really spacey sounding. Um, again, they use the, the little flanger effect on the guitar. Um, and just the, again, the drums and the bass are just thumping. I, I, I love the little, the laid back groove. Um, yeah, I it was a good uh, middle uh, the breakdown here too um, when the it was stripped away with just the drums and the bass. Uh, I I guess my only thing is I wish the vocals were better um, or this could have just been an instrumental, which we will hear uh, instrumental track uh, on the next one. But I uh, I don't know uh, the the vocals uh, just doesn't sound good. Uh, I guess I I guess I wish it was a little stronger. Uh, the Bartlett's performance is just, ugh, I, I, not not great. Um, I don't know. I it's a little disappointing because this is if if this was in the hands of a, a better singer, this song would be like you know a classic rock staple. Um, so that I think the, uh, the the vocals definitely kind of hold it back a little bit. So, but other than that, I was very surprised for the by this uh, song. Um, so four oh four you're gonna get, guess what, four bops. Yeah, 444 here. Uh, so four bops for you, 404, congrats. All right, on to the next one. It's an instrumental track, like I always said before, Hi Steppin'. Okay, I don't think there's anything really wrong with this track. Uh, it's, again, I'm glad, uh, you know, they went a different round, just went instrumental. But I felt like this is kind of, this riff's pretty similar to the earlier riffs that they had on the record. And by this point, uh, the seventh track, um, you're, you're kind of just tired of the same type of uh, format that Ram Jam has. Um Again, there's nothing really wrong with the song. It's just, it kind of goes on. Like, if this was like a short interlude, like a minute, minute and a half, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. But, you know, for going, you know, 340, um, it, you know, it's, there's nothing, again, technically everything is great. Uh, everything is super tight. Um, the riffs, just, it's, uh, the ongoing riff, it's just not really memorable. I like the dual guitar effect here. Um, it's just nothing that really pops out, and it just it's not really super memorable. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish there was like extra, you know, you know, layers of high stepping, but just not really a whole lot to latch onto. So, high stepping, you get two bops, two bops. All right, on to the next one, and that is overloaded. All right, again, uh, you know, with my typical review, I I gotta start positive first. Uh, the clapping at the end is definitely the saving grace, uh, just to vary it up. And also the uh, the intro, a little, very good uh, fast bass intro. Uh, it gets your throws you right in there. But then as the the rest of the song hits, it's pretty forgettable. Um, again, more cowbell just in case. Uh, it's an ongoing theme for this uh, album here, uh, yeah. I just there's nothing t- again to really hook yourself on. Uh, it's it, it, your eyes just kind of start to glaze over a little bit. Uh, there's nothing super memorable in the vocals again. Uh, easier. Uh, by Mike Scavone here. Uh, I just, yeah, there... I wish it was uh, it was a little stronger um, to match the uh, the music because it's just it's not there. So. There, there's not really a whole lot for Overloaded. Again, not a bad song, just not this, eh, nothing, nothing great about it. So, Overloaded, you get two bops, two bops. All right, on to the next track, and that is Hey Boogie Woman. Uh, this is a pretty classic blues jam nothing uh, super you know out of the ordinary but I I, I kind of dig it um, there's a little harmonica part I like so yeah I uh, I definitely you know this one was pretty solid uh, nothing spectacular but again Uh, It does it well, but the the vocals, again, I hate to beat a a dead horse, uh, but I just, they don't pop out um, at me here. So, hey, Boogie Woman, you get three bops, three bops. All right, on to the last and final track of this record, and that is Too Bad on Your Birthday. This one, I don't know what else you could close this album with, uh, but again, you're plum exhausted listening to um, kind of the same style of music for 10, 10 songs straight, almost 40 minutes. Uh, this this Too Bad on Your Birthday sounds a lot like their other songs. It's uh, the delivery, the vocal delivery is, is similar to the ZZ Top, but... Also, not as good as ZZ Top uh, by Country Mile. Vocals still stink. They do. Uh, I, I like. I do like the again. You know. I you know. I didn't. I broke my own rule. I didn't do the positives first. So I'm not gonna hit that. Uh, the group vocals towards the end of the breakdown. I do like a bit. Uh, and then the bass line again. I cannot praise it enough. It's excellent. Um, but. It's just kind of the same thing. Um, if if you want to listen to a song that sounds like ZZ Top, I would recommend listening to ZZ Top because this just song again doesn't really go to go to a lot of places. It's it's a good you know nice idea revenge song, um, but again it's just not not in the cards as far as being a memorable track. Uh, so too bad on your birthday you're gonna get. Two bops, two bops, and with that, folks, that is the complete review for the Ram Jam self-titled album, the Bops. All right, the 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 big uh, finale here. Uh, I hope you were keeping track of how many bops I gave each record uh, or each song, but in case you weren't, and, and that's okay. Uh, this is my made-up scale here. I uh, I totaled it up. It is 26 bops for 10 tracks, which uh, averages to 2.6. So on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the you know the best bops, uh, two point six uh, bops. That's uh, that is a little below average here, and uh, I'd say that's a fair representation slash review of this album. Um, I I I was a a big classic rock fan and it's definitely one of my favorite genres so I was I was excited to look into into this record because I was curious uh but people that are into classic rock this this album's not going to change your mind it's 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 definitely of its formula and uh but for those that uh are into classic rock I'd say like still Black Betty uh, keeping your playlist but also uh, put put 404 in, in it um, I, I'd say that's a fun that's a fun track here I was pleasantly surprised so that's why I like doing this podcast is just seeing these some deep cuts like this uh, the 404 uh, the good build up on the intro again the little guitar delay slide lick uh, very cool uh, good breakdown in the middle uh, but again I, a lot of this record the vocals not to beat a dead horse with a dead horse but it's just they're not great not great um and then there's a lot of other bands that do this formula better and or more consistently and varied up and um yeah towards the end of the album it, it definitely felt kind of the same and you kind of you're kind of like looking at your watch or you know if you're from the 1950s the watch uh but if you know you're looking at your phone like okay this how many how much time i have left and these aren't particularly long songs it's just the the variety. Again, tech, Technical-wise, uh, music, musicianship uh, skills, excellent, excellent. Everything, guitar, bass, drums, but it's just not a lot of uh, melody, strong melodies to really hook you through here. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd say this is a 2.6 bops. That's a fair fair rating for this record. So that is my review. Folks, I am going to go to bed. Vinny, my boy, my dog Vinny here is, uh, is pooped. I'm gonna take them upstairs. We're gonna to go to bed. But uh, I hope you all enjoyed uh, the today's episode. I I had a blast. I love going through this. Uh, I can't get enough of it. So I hope to do more. Uh, if you're on any kind of podcast rating service, uh, you know five stars, thumbs up. But uh, again, I am gonna keep doing this till I can't do it, folks. So uh, that is all my spiel. I. Uh, My name is Eric Hassenjager. Thank you for listening to One Hit Wonder Why. Y'all have a pleasant day and a pleasant tomorrow.